I don't know how you're going to take this. But if you're like most of us, your diet is full of should. Full of it. Full of it. Things you should eat. Things you shouldn't eat. And we say it all the time. He should eat this. She shouldn't eat so much of that. I ate something I shouldn't have. Why can't I eat what I should? And we think that shoulds are real things. And we think shouldn'ts are real things. I would like to suggest that this is, at best, unhelpful. And if you or someone you know is struggling with a diet that is honestly full of should, remember that should just means I don't really want to. And shouldn't means I kind of do want to. So the minute you notice that your diet is full of should, you can be pretty sure that your brain is functioning at cross purposes. And honestly, it's not easy to do something you actually do not want to. So, is this news to you? Or are you like, yeah, no should, Sherlock. Veg heads, veg your besties. Welcome back to Veg Your Best, the plant based podcast. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here every week encouraging you to eat more plants and challenge yourself to set an impossible goal. And you know, there is still time to blow your mind before the end of 2021. We're coming up on November 1st, not too long. That's World International Vegan Day. And then November is International Vegan Month. I think we should all get excited. All right, well, this episode is set to come out on October 12th. And with a little luck... My husband and I will be in France, in the southwest of France, to be slightly specific. And this is the land of foie gras and cassoulet and vegetables sautéed in duck fat. So when this episode drops, think of me. And I will be posting my travels and my vegan meals over on Instagram. You can follow me at vegyourbest, veg underscore your underscore best on Instagram. And if you're not following me over there, why not? So I don't talk a lot about food on this podcast, 
But on Instagram, I give you a little look at what I eat, what we cook, our garden, and there are occasional Instagram live rants and some ideas now and then. So I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you to come over, follow Veg Your Best over there. We're on Facebook too, but honestly, I'm team Instagram. It's a nice, very nice, very supportive, vegan-friendly, plant-based-friendly community over there on Instagram. I think you'll like it. Occasionally, I, I will get a comment like, well, like I blink too much. That was a good one. Or that I shouldn't say barfy. Barfy really got under someone's skin a few months ago. And occasionally I get direct messages where someone just keeps popping up saying hi. But overall, super nice people. So today, today as I record this, we are still in Rhode Island and I've been talking talking actually to loads of people online about how they eat. And I wanted to offer that our diet, your diet, it's not only what you eat. Your diet is what you watch. Your diet is what you read. Your diet is the people you gather with and the culture you surround yourself with. And your diet is the things you say to yourself when you're struggling. And your diet is what you nourish your entire being with. Your diet, in short, is everything you consume. And if what you've been consuming is not really in alignment with how you want to nourish your body, how you want to nourish your mind and your spirit, I'm asking you not to judge yourself harshly. Don't should on yourself. Ask yourself why. Because you have a good reason. In fact, I believe you have excellent reasons why you are choosing the things that you choose. So veg heads and veg your besties, there are a lot more of you following and listening and reaching out and emailing and DMing me. So today we're going to talk a little bit about a question that I get fairly frequently. So we are all fascinating facets of humanity, but a lot of us have certain complaints, certain challenges in common. And one of the big ones I hear is, listen, Michelle, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. And you know, people can be very, very harsh with themselves in this situation. We can be harsh with our loved ones too, when we see them doing that, right? really critical. I can be critical when I see people doing something they know, <laughs> they should know is not good for them. So have we talked about should and shoulding lately? And you've probably heard, you've probably heard that saying, that injunction against shoulding all over yourself. But 
it bears repeating. What is the thing you know you should do, but you aren't? Or the thing you know you should not do, but you still are doing? In a nutshell, this is pretty much what most people come to work with a life coach for. Something they're doing they shouldn't do, or something they're not doing that they should, or at least that's what they think. And if you've read The Seven Habits of Effective or Highly Effective People by Franklin Covey, he calls that the gap between knowing and doing. And honestly, if that isn't the human condition, I'm not sure what is, especially especially in this day and age of endless literally endless suggestions from every corner of the internet on how you should eat or dress or care for your body or your brain or your family or your career. So much information. So many ideas. And you thought you'd like to try one of them. And now you realize you're not doing it. You're not sticking with it. You aren't doing what you know you want to do. Or maybe it's something more like, well, something that you've struggled with for many years, maybe since childhood. Among my clients here, among my listeners, frequently that issue is how we eat and what we eat or how much we eat. Maybe your physician has recommended that you limit or eliminate animal products to try and avoid health consequences or medications. I've told you here previously how even without completely giving up animal products, my husband was able to bring down his cholesterol in just a couple of months and avoid the statins that his doctor was encouraging him to begin Now, you don't get your medical advice from me. But improved health outcomes is one of the main reasons people tell me that they want to stop eating meat, dairy, eggs, and fish. And for some people, boom, they stop right away. Or they learn more about the industrial animal agricultural system and boom, they stop or the effect of industrial animal agriculture on the environment, the oceans, or soil health, or deforestation, or worker and food safety, and boom, they just stop. But for others of us, for others of us, it's a slog, or a roller coaster, or it's all or nothing. And not only is it not happening the way we want to, we start thinking maybe, or definitely maybe, there's something wrong with us. We start thinking maybe we're weak, or we're undisciplined, or lazy. Check, check. Those are my go-to explanations for whatever I'm having trouble accomplishing. It's a practice I have, blaming myself for being undisciplined, or lazy. Or we start thinking we don't have adequate support. Or like I spoke about last 
week, it's the wrong time. Or maybe it's our kids that are the problem, or our parents. Or, of course, we could also have a problem with our spouse or our boss or our community or culture or government. I'm not immune from blaming the government. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm my own boss, so that one doesn't work for me. So we all get it. We know what we want to do, and we're trying to do it, but why don't we do it? Why? Why? Because you don't want to. At least a good-sized part of you doesn't want to. Anytime you find yourself saying, should, I should do it, it means I actually don't want to. And conversely, if you think you shouldn't do something, it really just means you want to. So instead of being harsh or disappointed or judgmental or blaming or defensive, I recommend that we just get curious and ask, what's going on? What's going on, love? Because there's a reason. There is a reason. A reason that you do things that you say you don't want to. And there are reasons why you don't do the things you say you want to. Whether it's what you eat or drink, or how much you eat or drink, or how you take care of yourself, or how you show up in your career, or in your education, or your home life. There is a reason that you're struggling to choose what you want most over what you want right now. And sometimes that can be a hard pill to swallow. Clients will say, no, Michelle, there's no way that I want to overeat instead of stop at enough. There's no way I want to watch television rather than prepare for my exams. There's no way I want to scroll my phone rather than talk to my family. But if you'll allow yourself to get curious and be compassionate with yourself, I think you'll start to see your why. And you don't need to fix it because you're not broken. You just want something right now that's at odds with the desired new behavior. It's just that simple. And no, I know. It's not easy, but it's simple. Because when you start to key in on why you're having trouble choosing what you want, maybe choosing vegetables, grains, and fruits over meat and cheese, or you're having trouble choosing compassion and ethics over chicken wings, or trouble choosing your ideals of sustainability, over caged and factory-raised hens and pigs, or choosing your health over the convenience of fast food, it's not because there's something wrong with you. It's just because your brain 
thinks that giving those things up will make you feel, well, make you feel a way you don't want to feel. Maybe your brain thinks you're going to feel like you're rejecting your family or your culture. Or maybe you're worried you're going to feel disconnected from your coworkers and your friends. Or maybe you're worried you'll feel deprived or judged or sad. You know, I had thoughts that a polite person just eats whatever she's offered. And that a refined or a sophisticated person eats things like caviar and foie gras and elegant pastries. And I had a thought that a respectful traveler eats whatever is traditional in the culture that she's visiting. And I had a thought that my family would think that I'm insufferable. And my brother would think that I'm, I don't know, high maintenance. And that no one would ever want to invite me to dinner. And that my husband would miss being able to take me anywhere easily without thinking about whether there are vegan options. Those were all thoughts I had. And you know, they all seemed really true. And maybe they sound really true to you right now. But they weren't true. They were just my thoughts. They were just my story. But I thought them with enough intensity and frequency that they felt really very, very true. And once I allowed myself to be honest with myself, to notice what it was I was thinking that was so at odds with my goal of no longer eating animals, well, it got so much easier. Because now I knew where I had to just practice bit by bit, where I could try on a different part. I could practice making choices and asking for what I wanted, knowing that sometimes it would feel uncomfortable and sometimes I would get it wrong, and that that was just how I was going to get more more fluent, more at ease, more confident at living a plant-based vegan life. You know, we think that there is some there, there, some place where we're perfect without having practiced. My colleague, who's quite brilliant, Bonnie Koo, is a physician and now a money coach for other women physicians. And she shared a concept the other day that she called the perfection paradox. And this irony, the irony of perfection, she wrote, is that it requires us to be courageous enough to do and try things that might not work, that might not work the way we hope or the way we planned. So in other words, you can't perfect something that never even gets out there. You can't perfect something that you never make a decision on. And she's so right. We do not live and grow 
in a lab or a simulation, at least I don't think. We have that one wild and precious life, to quote Mary Oliver, and if you're having trouble showing up the way you want to in your precious life, please, please do not beat yourself up. Do not condemn yourself or berate yourself or give up on yourself. You're just seeing an example of your brain wanting two different things at the same time. Give that some thought. Give that some love, some compassion, and some curiosity. Your diet, your life, your goals are all full of shoulds. And if it's not working the way you hoped, it's worth looking into. That's what I work on with my clients. Uncovering the thoughts that are working at odds with our goals. And you know, sometimes just seeing them without condemnation, without criticism, just kind of melts them away. Other times we need to keep poking, keep investigating, and keep questioning those thoughts to see, well, to see which ones you really want. Remember, you can keep any thought you want. I just don't like the idea of humans thinking that it's not up to us what we think. Because it is. You know, I say this all the time. I never thought that I could be a practicing vegan until I stopped thinking that thought. You are always one thought, only one thought away from a brand new life. I hope, I hope you'll think about this and you'll reach out and maybe jump on a Zoom call with me to talk about seeing how coaching could support you with your goals for the rest of 2021. You know, the year's not over. You can still accomplish a lot. And no, that's no should. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.